Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm always so glad when you join me. So, a happy Sunday. And I have a very special guest with me today, which I'm really excited about. This is Christine Martin, and you may be familiar with her. She has quite a, a rare style and such an amazing message. And she's really known for her uncompromising style. She's very powerful, very edgy, graceful, tender. I mean, really, I've heard her speak, and, and she speaks all the way around the globe. So I'm really glad to have her with me today. And she's very passionate about empowering individuals to live this life that has influence and purpose. And as a gifted author and and speaker and and television personality, she really does a great job in doing this. So I'm really excited to have her here today. She is also vice president of um, Dave Martin International. And if you've heard Dr. Dave Martin, you would know what a really amazing team these guys are. And that is a nonprofit organization. She's also the best-selling author of a book called Recharged and Good Morning, Your Highness. So she has several audio video series, and I'm going to make sure that you have a way to get a hold of her and to get a lot of this information. So, Christine, I'm so glad that you're with us today. Say hello I'm to the glad listeners. To be here. I'm excited. Thanks for the opportunity. It's going to be a blast today. Yes. Well, you know, as I heard you speak, I just reminded myself offline we were talking about where you're from, and I said, you know, my husband is <laughs> also from upstate New York, and he worked at, at really because he was in, in national right. sales ha- and having a pretty basic, you know, accent. <laughs> so the only time his accent shows through is when he says the word yesterday. yesterday. And okay. so I'll hear him say, oh, no, honey, that was yesterday I said <laughs> yesterday that was yesterday <laughs> he looks at me he's like so it's really really fun to hear your accent show through a tiny bit as well see so. I don't realize it Dave says I say draw oh yes Instead of a dra- drawer drawer <laughs> drawer it's hard to even say I'm like it's a drawer you know, know it's drawer yeah. <laughs> isn't that funny so anyways so I'm glad you're here and I want to first start out by talking about just really what your whole impetus for ministry is. Sure. I love people. And I, I'm sure you hear that all the time. And it's a cliche. I know. I tell you, I, I love humans. I love people. Yeah. I mean, sure, sometimes they get on my nerves. And I'm right. like, God, what were you doing? And then right. I realize I get on theirs. But at the core of it, I want to see people live free and empowered. And so for me, I think that's the greatest gift of what I feel that I can walk in is to use my life experiences and let people know to kind of get over yourself. That your past doesn't determine your future. I mean, I think that's really powerful. And we hear it, like, intellectually, we get it. Right. We think that, yeah, that's, we should sure. be able to pull that off. It's kind of Putting, Walking that out is a whole harder. different thing. And you've had some tragedy in your life. Yeah, quite a bit, from complicated grief and loss, uh, rape, drugs, molestation. Sometimes I can ramble them off almost. Isn't it amazing? So fast. Like a laundry list. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you think, bizarre. did all that happen to me? Right, the reality. Well, sometimes I hear my own life story, <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds really... Yeah. Did that really happen all to me? Oh, I've done that before. Yes. Like, wait a minute. Oh, surely you're kind of exaggerating. Exactly. That really didn't happen. <laughs> well, you know, there is that idea of, of post-trauma. And anyone right. that is a trauma survivor, 
there's this tendency to feel like, well, if I live through it, it can't be that bad. True. So when they tell their story and they start to hear it, right. they go, that is really bad. It is really bad. It's very big. See, and I'm the girl with no excuses because I suffered from secondary PTSD, you know, and then went through all the depression, et cetera, et cetera, whatever mm-hmm. we choose to talk mm-hmm. about today. But the baseline is when I hear people talk, it does not matter from the educational background or economical status. I realize, you know, we're human, and if you don't get to the core of who you really are, you're never going to be free. Exactly. So trying to extract that and deal with the human heart. Well, you know, and we talked a little bit uh, before the show about the difficulty of grief and loss and that I said, you know, Americans really only want to be happy. It's true. They do, they are willing to do anger. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, quite well. Happy and mad, but they don't like doing sad. I love that you say that. It's true. And it's really a tough one. And, you know, you know, Jesus is, he understands grief. He does. And he was there. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, this planet, this is a really hard place to live. Oh, especially now. Yes, yes very yes. true. This is hell. And letting people know that I, I you have a 10-year-old and I teach him it's okay to feel because I don't want to shelter him from everything. Right. And as he feels helping him in a healthy way deal with his emotions, which is another thing I've learned, of course, along the way. I don't think I've mastered it because <laughs> I can still get angry. Well, you know, I, I think some of that, but Jesus got angry. That's right. You I know, use that. Yes, it's a matter of how long am I angry? What do right. I do with my anger? How do I think about my anger? Because one of the things that I work with clients all the time is I say to them, you know, you might want to challenge that thought. It's beautiful. You might want to challenge that feeling. I love it. You know, and do I just go with my thoughts? Do I just go with my feelings? Yes. You know, am I a victim to my thoughts and feelings? Oh, I so agree with that. Because I used to be the reactor. Absolutely. Instead of pausing, being intentional about what I was going to say, thinking about my consequences, I had to really train the brain to work on so, the hard you know, thing. So <laughs> let me, you know, let me start from the beginning. I don't know, you know, because I don't know this about you. How did you become a Christian? Oh, well, there's kind of two stories. The interesting one in a snippet is I got saved from a little neighbor girl when I was seven years old playing Barbie dolls. I love that. Isn't that funny? Yes. But because my family were not um, churchgoers or didn't really have a belief in Jesus, they had a, a general understanding and an aura of God, really. They were Catholic and right. whatever. So not going to pick hairs on that. But fast forwarding to 19, so that little seed was able to germinate over a decade of my life. And when I was in a uh, car accident, near-death car accident at the age of about 19, it was, wow. I had this angelic experience. It was really bizarre but it rocked my world and changed me forever and I was a drug addict before that and just really living a lot of lies a lot of toxicity but I laid in the hospital bed that night and I felt the overwhelming power of Jesus for the first time I felt like I was loved unconditionally past all of my dysfunction and it did something to me I can't even describe it it just it reset something that's how you know it's God when it's indescribable yeah Exactly. You don't have words to say what he did. You just know it's totally different. It was different. And the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing, I have such a respect for those in education. My third grade teacher had kept tabs on me through all of this time, came to visit me in the hospital at the age of 19. Almost brings tears to my eyes just talking about it because she was such a gem. And uh, she reached out to me and she said, your life is a mess and you need to get yourself in church. Jesus loves you and you cannot live like this. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Oh, it did to me still now to this day. I mean, I think that like can empower teachers today because we are so afraid in today's world. I agree. To say something. And now I don't think that I'm not empowering people to just to say it. Correct. Like, you know, because we believe it, but to really be Holy Spirit led. Absolutely. Because when we're Holy Spirit led, there's a lot of protection. Yes. That's what, Yes. You're saying one of my favorite quotes. 
well, I say living out of your spirit, spirit yes, led. Yes, yes. Like Holy Spirit led without being a weirdo and a exactly, fruitcake. Exactly, exactly. You know you're being led by Jesus. Yes. And it's really learning to know the difference. Like yes. I know with me, a lot of times when it's the Holy Spirit, it's relentless. I, yes. I, I don't want to do it and I'm afraid right. and I'm like, no, that's not really God. And it won't let up yes. versus being led by my head, which I think this is the right that's thing good. to say. You know, that's a whole different experience. Completely different ball game. It is. What would be acceptable and then what God would say right. is out of the box. Right. Choosing. Yeah. And a lot of times those things that are really more Cynthia are really more, you know, like what I think is right, <laughs> what I think is good. And I have, I have plenty of education, so I have, could talk for days, you know. But it's like God is like, well, whenever I get to talk, Cynthia, I really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, when do I get to like interject here? A word in edgewise, please. Yeah, thank I you, am for, the thank you for sharing. Exactly. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Could I share for a little? <laughs> so awesome. I so identify. It's hilarious. I mean, I he's so kind. He is. He's gracious. Yes, he is. I have a saying. I'm like, I think Jesus sometimes was up there, you know, sitting at the right hand of the Father going, Ayuve, I've created this <laughs> thing. <laughs> we have all the answers, but she's not going to give up her chat. I know. Yeah. It's really fascinating. I am amazed that God would work with us to the degree that he does. It touches my heart. Yes, It's it empowering. It's makes very, you keep going further. It to really does. It really does. His patience is, is quite amazing. So, you know, your, your story is very intertwined with forgiveness, which yes. is near and dear to my heart because, like I said, you know, Americans have a hard time with the grief and loss process, and right. nobody wants to go through it. And if they do, they want it done in a month. Yeah, it's a very quick process. And I always am saying to people, time is time, and I don't know the time. Yeah. I don't know how quickly you can. I don't know how long it will take you. It will take what it takes. It's different for each individual. It, is. it absolutely is. I believe that. I, I look at my life like an onion. I'm sure you've heard the cliche, you just peel it one bit at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to realize, forgiveness in my life. Forgiving myself was mm -hmm. probably the biggest moment of how true. change for it me. Is. Yeah. I, you know, it's really, when I talk to clients, I say, you know, nobody likes to shock themselves. No. That's good. You know, it's one thing when I make a mistake. It's another thing when I wake up and I go, oh, that's not being undone. I have to live with what happened. I got to I got to figure out what I'm going to do now. You know, how is God going to redeem me or this or how am I going to overcome this? And nobody likes to shock themselves. And, you know, a lot of times for maybe for somebody else, they may go, oh, Cynthia, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But for me. It was a really it big, a big deal. deal. That's how I function too. And then the reality, I had so many different coping mechanisms, but when I started to unpeel that onion. Like, what, like tell me about that. So for example, well, I was molested from three to 13 by two family members, not my father. One of them was my grandfather. And I do have freedom now to say that he'd passed on. Um, my father abused me mentally, verbally, and physically in other areas, but never sexually. So um, anyway, just capsulizing on the abuse factor, when I realized the reality of what happened, I documented it. And then the shock factor for me was reading it back out loud, seeing what had been done, and then realizing which one am I going to tackle first for freedom. Now, did you get professional help with this? This was Holy Spirit-led? This was uh, A lot of it Holy Spirit-led. I had phenomenal pastors. That's why I love the local church and getting plugged in. Yes. And not sucking your pastors dry, but yeah. really <laughs> knowing the proper boundaries. Right. And then, yes, I did get professional help as well. And then I studied many different kinds of therapies mm. to get freedom for myself in turn, helping others. But my main goal was to help me first become freer because I was not a happy person all the time. Well, I think you're making a really good point, and maybe we can start in the next um, segment on this, is that idea Beautiful. that it is an inside job. Yeah. And I have to work from the inside out for my life to change. For sure. And we're really, in our 
society right now very externally oriented. It's like everything is outside in. Yes. And if I could get you all to to do what I want you to do or the world to do or the job that I need Absolutely. or look the way I need to look, then I'll feel okay. Completely different. And it's it's upside down. It's backwards. It Being free yeah. sets other people free. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So tell us how to get a hold of you and, and the latest book sure. you're doing. You can catch me on my website, www.christinemartin.org, and all the resources are there, or they can follow me on Instagram. It's Real Christine with the initial M. Real Christine. I like to tell it like it is. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's good. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and we have Christine Martin with us today. So join us in the next segment, and we look forward to hearing more from her. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And today, I have Christine Martin, which I'm so excited to have her. She is an international speaker. She's a best-selling author. She has television, um, radio, and has lots of videos and audio. So I want to encourage you to visit her website, and I'm going to let her tell you about how to get a hold of her at that uh, site, and also all the just different literature that she has and lots of supports that she has for you. So she has a great story. Um, she has also done some really pretty amazing things through, that God has, has really done through her. So, yes. <laughs> for sure. So, thank you again for being well, here. You make me sound a lot nicer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. You know, isn't like, that well, funny? I am cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny because, you know, it's like those of us that are quite direct like you and I, right, we kind of can get a bad rap sometimes. It's but, true. you know, we, I always, I'm telling you, but really, I'm super sweet. I'm like right. really nice, yeah. you know, but... Disclaimer, I love yes, you, but I'm not going to put up with I your do, stuff. I, I do have to tell you the <laughs> truth. That's awesome. <laughs> now I do that, you know. I kind of couch that with, you know, I try to use the sandwich approach, you know. Oh, yeah. The positive, the negative, the positive. Of course. Yeah. I so, fail sometimes. There's yeah, holes in the bottom layer of my sandwich, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> like, I still love you. <laughs> Just, and by the way. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, you know, tell me about this idea of, you know, living out of your spirit. What okay. is, you kind of coined that phrase. Yeah, living out of your spirit for me is living life on purpose with the purpose. And living out of your spirit, well, we're Christ beings. And so I feel that living out of our spirit is living with a God-given purpose for my life every single day. And not not just a cliche of saying it, but truly with an intent of today I am someone's answer. Today I am on assignment for something greater than myself. And so with that in mind, knowing I'm going to pause for a moment and I'm going to live out of my spirit because we can live out of our natural or our thinking or our ambition or our, um, you know, our diplomas or whatever we have. And all that's wonderful. But being intentional out of the spirit of God, God breathed inspiration inside of every one of us. And so what does he say, the breath of God through me today that someone else needs to be resuscitated? If I oh, I think that's wonderful. Because, you know, there's this, we kind of get this confused about soul and spirit. And, yeah. you know, and it's, you, you kind of are, explaining very well that idea that God is God the spirit of God invades my soul yes. when I'm only acting out of my soul that's very carnal in some yeah. ways sometimes it's just natural sure. sometimes it can be very effective I mean God you know created me to do specific things but when it's infused with spirit 
And it's my regenerated spirit. World of difference. Yes. Yeah, because then you move, I think, with the heart. I don't think I know with the heartbeat of Christ. Because I know when I'm kind and compassionate to somebody else. And then I really know when it's spirit-led. There's, um, how do I explain it the best way? There's, it's an explanation, exclamation mark at the end of what I'm doing. I really feel it to a whole nother level. In Absolutely. My, in my spirit, in my gut, without being a weirdo or a fruitcake for Jesus. You know, we, well, you know, it does have that reverberating that. effect. It does. It like keeps it going, mm-hmm. you know, whereas for me, if it's just me, right. you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're loving, you're kind, you are, you have oh, the thanks. motivational, you know. in- <laughs> <laughs> but you have those gifts naturally. So True. you can be motivating, inspirational just right. by being you. Absolutely. But when... The Spirit of God is in it. Oh, then it, there's this reverberating effect that after you're gone, that's yes. left, which I always am thankful for because I really want God left. I do Not too. me. I don't want me. Yeah. I say that. I say, God, when people, when I'm in their presence, I want them to know that there's been something different. I want them to know I've been with you because yes. that leaves lasting change for that's someone. That's exactly right. To hunger for more. So it's not just, oh, I felt good by being around them. No. Why did I feel good? And I want to pass that on to someone else. And I think it's empowering. I, you know, I like that. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little okay. bit if I can. Do you have a story where you experienced that, that someone did that for you? I've got several of them. A silly one, uh, and it's very practical. Like it. it was a, a time in my life, Dave and I had nothing. I mean, literally no money living off of food stamps. Uh, even though we didn't have food stamps, that's kind of how I relate it. We had bare bones. Right. And a woman came knocking on my door, and she was from the church that I went to, and said, here, God told me to give you these three dresses. And I thought, oh my, she's <laughs> awful fussy about it. But I needed the dresses. You know, I was not happy with what I was wearing. And uh, anyway, I took the dresses, tried them on, they fit me amazing. And I said, thank you very much. And she showed me this act of kindness. At first she was fussy about it and then she said well God told me to come over and bring them to you so even in her intense moment I thought she says yeah I gained a little bit too weight too much weight and I'm like she was supposed to eat those Twinkies because those were my dresses like her butt was supposed to get big because they were my clothes but it did something to me oh my gosh that's hilarious well you know it is it's like God covers a multitude of sin totally so even in her presentation even though that wasn't the ideal presentation absolutely looked right past it she was willing to hear from God she didn't have to do it perfectly. She simply heard from God. And that's, I think, one of the things that touched me the most is she heard from God in the middle of her misery or maybe not even obedience is better than sacrifice. Absolutely. Talk about that because I don't think people understand that difference. I think it's so important. Well, I'd re- much rather obey than to to be a sacrificial giver or sacrificial Or ma- be a martyr or, or something. Or martyr. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. The God loves me. Whatever. Yes, look what I did. I don't you know? get that. Yes. You know, I think it's, it goes back to the paralleled scripture. What you do in private, God will reward you openly. And I'd much rather get those rewards because they're endless. There's nothing better to me than knowing I heard Jesus and I'm following the leading of the Spirit of God in what I'm doing versus man's approval. Yes. And I, for me, that's how I would parallel obedience. It's at all costs, no matter what the Lord says, you're just being led and you're doing it. And I know there's so many variables we could talk about without... People. Well, I think, you know, I, I, it's this that point of understanding what obedience is for you versus obedience for me. Correct. Now, there's, there's global obedience, that there are things, Absolutely. you know, the Ten Commandments, okay. There, there's basic obedience. But then there's me, th- there's God interacting with me on a personal level Absolutely. and the obedience when he's telling me to do something or not to do something. Right. And it may be that, you know, somebody else would be able to do it. Absolutely. And, and, and God's saying, no, no. I don't want you doing that. I don't want you watching that. I don't want you saying that. I don't want whatever it is. And then there are things that he's like, 
I really want you to do this. And I'm like, oh. I know. Uh, I know. But I found favor is a yes. reward for obedience. Yes, indeed. And, what and it's, that still, it's that little voice that everybody talks about. Yeah. But it's learning it in you. It's that, yes. that persistent, like, it's kind, it's nice, but it's persistent. And it's empowering, I find. Very Once empowering. you walk it out. Yes, it is. And you see the seed. Sometimes we don't always see the result or the benefit of our obedience. But there are many times when you do. And for me, I found it's empowering when I see the seed and the benefit of what obedience unlocked for not only me, but for someone else. You know, I think you brought up a good point, and we are coming to the end of the hour. I'll say it quickly, and maybe we'll start with this, is this idea of obedience when I'm obeying God. In our world of everybody wanting to feel good about themselves, sure. one of the things that I find is that I can do a lot of quote-unquote good things, yeah. but it's performance-oriented. Sure. You know, and so sometimes I might feel good about myself, but it's, it's really me doing something to gain something. Yes, you very know? different. So when God tells me to do something, and I... I may not ever tell anybody what it was, right. but God said, I want you to obey me on this. And I do it. I get a flood of self-worth. Yes. A flood. A hundred percent. And it's like, I feel good about me. And, and I'm better able to withstand what goes on in the outside world if people aren't happy with me or don't like me. You know, I have that resiliency. Yes. There's something about obeying God. I agree. 100%. That affects our self-worth and our value. It does. And that, for me, that's we're going back to living out of your spirit because it really impacts exactly. me. It's a private thing and it's publicly displayed without any accolade. Exactly. Back. Exactly. And no apologies. Treasures. No apologies. Absolutely. We got this. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I think we should start in the next segment of talking a little bit more about sure. really understanding hearing the spirit because I think people are fascinated by that. Not knowing, how do I know it's God doing this, right? Okay, so this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. If you are not able to join us in this next half hour, make sure that you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And listen in this next segment. We have Christine Martin with us here on 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and so glad that you joined me. And if you are just joining here, we are in the second half of this show. So I want to encourage you to visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can also go to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk, that website, and they will direct you to the shows that I do as well. So you can hear the first half of the show with Christine Martin. And make sure that you visit my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. Lots of inspirational, motivational things. And we'll let you know what radio shows are coming up, where I'm speaking or singing, and if you are ever looking for a keynote speaker. I love to do that for your organization or your company. I do a lot of business consulting as well as inspirational, motivational speaking. So, Christine, Martin, we are, we, are <laughs> we are so glad to have you in this Thank second you. half. So let's start first by letting people know how to get a hold of you sure. and, your, and all your, the literature that you have. So on Instagram, it's realchristinem with the initial M, or they can go to the web at www.christinemartin.org. And then from there, there'll be links, and they can kind of track me perfect. for Twitter and Facebook as well. All right, perfect. So we led this last, uh, le- we left off in the last segment about this idea of hearing from God, yes. being spirit-led, you know, it, it's so tough for people to understand what that is. And you kind of had some of that experience before you were a Christian yes. or before as an adult you were a Christian. You know, and so for any listeners that are not necessarily thinking that right. they are part of the Christian faith or, or that, that they really are 
an old enough Christian right. or whatever that may be. It really makes no difference at all. It has everything to do with intent. Do I want to hear oh, from God? Absolutely, it does. And I kind of coin the, fr- you know, how do I, well, the best way to say it, capsulized version, is contemporary, living out of your spirit. It's spirit contemporary. Whether you're Christian or not Christian, people use words of you know, psychic or intuitive or I'm discerning or really you're living out of your spirit because yes, Christ exactly, created all of us. Exactly. You know, and I just think people can hear how I trained myself. The best way for me, instead of telling other people how to do it, is to give my experience. And I would write a list of areas where I needed answers. And some of them I'm still waiting on a decade later. <laughs> Isn't that true? I'm like, what? Yes. Yes. But again, I choose to still believe Jesus, even though I haven't seen them come to pass. Maybe there's a better reason for it. Who knows? But when I wrote those down, the questions I had, and then believed that I would have these affirmations, I would say over myself, that I am worthy to hear God's voice, that I am a child of God. And they sound so maybe elementary, but realistically, when I had so much toxicity in my thoughts and I had to do so much mental defragging, once I got that out of the way, at the core of me, I realized I dumped the toxicity so now I can hear the truth of God's word. And for me, that it really worked. And I wouldn't say I'm an expert at it, but I'm pretty no, I happy. think that's really helpful. I, I think the idea you just said was very profound. I believed he was going to tell me. Yes. I wrote this list, and I believed. Yes. And you know, you know, you've been all over the world, and Africa is an amazing place in terms of their willingness to believe. Right. They just believe. That's right. They don't complicate it. They just And they get miracles that are unbelievable. Phenomenal. Yeah, supernatural. And, and, you know, they've done studies about America, and America is so caught up in this idea of belief. We so just say, well, I do believe, but, you know, what if I'm not doing it right? Or what if my heart's not right? Or I have this, uh, you know, unrepented sin. Or, you right. know, would God really talk to me? Or... You know, all these, like, we complicate it so much. I agree 100%. I mean, I have to, I struggle with the same thing. Yeah. And I have to, I say, oh my gosh, there's my unbelief showing up. I have faith. I have all kinds of faith. It's very true. But then, but but belief (laughs) for me, you know, it's all different. But for me, I don't know how you are, but I had to really start making myself be cognitively aware that I am not thinking right. That's huge. And talk about that a little bit because that's huge. It's a process. And still process to this day. But but here's what I do every single day, and I do it till the day I die. When I wake up, I just pause before I touch social media or start my day, even a coffee. I'm intentional about how is my, my thoughts today. How did I sleep affects how I, I wake up the next day. So I'm intentional about cognitively being aware of my surroundings and how my emotions feel, and I check in with myself before I begin my day, and then my devotions, et cetera. See, I think that uh, the idea of hearing your thinking, yes, that is something I think is a discipline. There are a lot of people that don't necessarily pay attention. Right. They just, whatever their brain generates, go, 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 go. they believe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our brains are just an organ like any other organ in our body. Very I'm always true. telling Christians, brains don't flow to he- that's heaven. Right. Okay? <laughs> that's right. Your brain is very arrogant. It wants to tell you that it's you. Your brain is not you. For sure. You are so not your brain, right? We have a soul, a spirit, and then we use the brain, which is like a computer. Yes. And so I don't believe everything that the computer's telling me. No. Right? I challenge these things. Absolutely. That's mm. what I do. I challenge my thoughts exactly. every morning. Exactly. Exactly. How am I thinking? How am I? Because how I feel, I believe, affects my thoughts, and they, they are intertwined. Well, it is, so. because thoughts produce feelings. Yes. Feelings produce thoughts. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's really that idea of, with my thinking, is my thinking contrary Absolutely. to what God is saying to me? He's saying to me, call to me, I will answer you. That's right. 
right? He's very, saying, very seek true. me, you will find, find me. me. Yep. And so am I discounting that with my own thinking? Yes, and, and as a man thinketh in his heart, so yes, is he. Yes, exactly. And I had to realize I'm not a victim, I'm victorious regardless yes. of what happened. Yes. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have one more segment to go, so make sure you stay listening, tuned in, or you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have Christine Martin with us today, so she will be with us in this next segment. So make sure you come back and listen. This is 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So happy Sunday, and I'm so glad that you joined in. If you were just now joining into the show, we are having with us today Christine Martin. Really phenomenal show. I want to make sure that you're able to hear all of it. So you can always go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com or to 1360KPXQ Faith Talk, that website, and they will make sure that you are able to hear the entire podcast. So, Christine, this is we have one more segment with you. And it's just been awesome. I really appreciate your heart and just the the ministry that you have. And, you know, we were kind of talking about what would be really relevant for the last part of the show. And you came up with two words, joy and pressure. Yes. So talk about that, especially in today's world. My goodness. It's, you know, without negating, and I'm not going to talk politically, but there are so much going on. And if we're not careful, I, I know that we end up feeling the effects of everything going on. And sometimes it can be hard to keep our joy factor high. And why I say pressure and joy go hand in hand is I I have this little saying and it says Jesus is not the prince of pressure but he's the prince of peace, and when we reflect I really believe peace which is our rest our rest commands results and in that result process joy happens because we're not overthinking we're not rushed we're not chaotic we're not picking up at everyone's deadly toxic emotions our own included. <laughs> Mine. I think my son could be a great advocate, but my mom was a moron today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, mommy needs joy. But um, yeah, it's it's important to have joy because you know when you walk down the street and you smile at someone, it's contagious. You know that is such an an amazing point because I when I talk to people about this whole idea of, you know, we live in a community whether you know people or not, right? And the impact of positivity, the impact of kindness, yes. the impact of courtesy. It's like I say to people, if I just think about the person that, you know, waved to me when I was trying to get out of my parking place, like, hey, no problem. Take your time. Or the person that said, oh, you have very few things. Why don't you go in front of me in the grocery store line? And it's like, I can just think of it and feel better. Right. You know, it's those moments of those little moments that you can give people in the midst of great confusion right now and lots of tragedy and lots of just fear. People have fear now. People are worried. There's, you know, uh, factions and dissension and all kinds of stuff going on. And so much. And in the midst of that, we still can say, but I can have some joy. That's right. It's being a joy Yes, and I can pass that on. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean I'm being weird and I'm being Pollyanna, a very realistic person. Absolutely. But I don't have to act as if it's happening to me right now. Well, it's a ma- I I agree because it's deflecting or reflecting. Oh, that's good. Yes. And I I understand everything that's going on. I'm not ignorant to it. I know there's a lot of people affected by it. We've been affected. We live in Orlando, exactly, as well as Phoenix. You know, and so there are a lot of different effects that you feel. But if we're not careful, I found I will buy in to and let them project their emotion or their toxicity or even just their pain. It's not so much so that it's bad all the time that what people are feeling. 
you know, sometimes people are feeling sad and going through that emotion. So I'll go a snippet of a journey with them and then I flip it and just be like, okay, now what's the best thing that happened to you today? And sometimes it's I found the little questions that poise someone to just stop and think about and reflect about their day. Mm -hmm. And it changes things. It does. It really does. Their whole aura changes, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I know we're Christians, so I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. But I believe the Holy Spirit can come in in those God moments and just like a blanket. He's a prince of peace. And he says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I think sometimes we can't be numb or desensitized about everything that's going on. We, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, is the same power that operates inside of us. And Jesus said, I sent you out by twos, and greater work shall you do than I. And I take that seriously without being heavy about it. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you are manifested through your kids on earth. So what do they need in the middle of all the chaos on earth? How can, can one person really make a difference? Yeah, I actually do believe that by one random act of kindness at a time or one kind word biblically orchestrated without saying, God said, Jesus said, you know, and (laughs) I'm not negating that. I'm not cutting that down. There's a proper time and place. Completely. And so just be be Jesus, be someone's answer for the day. Joy is strength. And people right now are really needing strength. I I think that's the most important thing is that it isn't an either or situation. And, And I remind adults, you know, that we can have conflicting feelings. Little kids have one feeling at a time. Right. Under the age of 12, they have a very difficult time with conflicting feelings. They're either happy, sad, happy, mad. (laughs) You know, where we as adults, we need to remind ourselves. I can be very sad and very upset about a situation over here. Yes. I can be very uh, offended or angry about this situation over here. But in the midst of it, I can still say, however. Right. God is still the Prince of Peace. That's right. He still is on this earth. He still is working. Yes. He still is going to prevail. And there are still good things happening in my life. Absolutely. So I can do them simultaneously. Yes. When I'm able to let that joy really manifest, right. it gives me resiliency to handle those very difficult situations. Yes, it's so true. That's why we need joy. Not to pretend like the stuff isn't happening. Yeah. But so that we handle that stuff better. Absolutely. I was used to be on depression medicine. And when I got off of that, I realized how much joy I was missing out. Yes, yes, because it was pulling all the emotions It was in. all of it. Yeah, it was pulling all levels, yeah. So yeah. now I think I'm just a big zest for life is joy, 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 give joy. You know, I feel like that little Sunday school kid. Right, right. Joy, joy, joy. <laughs> the little clapping monkey. But yeah, I agree because it does change your perspective, I find, when I focus on joy. Or if my son is fussy, he's 10, so I get all those emotions. Exactly. I'm like, oh, yes, that's my boy. However, when I have, I say, Solomon, focus. And I, I have him look me in the eye. I'm like, focus. What is positive about this? What can mommy help you with? What's the happy in this moment? And he has to pause but to make him intentionally think about it. Because well, we don't want to let go of that negative feeling. No, because you feel great. I want to punch a pillow or whatever right, you want to right. do. So, yeah, sometimes it is, you know, hard. I understand to say joy and get joy. Woohoo! It's awesome. It is hard for some people. That's why I go back to taking the pressure off of yourself. God's grace is sufficient for every one of us, and he wants us to be distributors of joy, but he wants us to feel the joy of salvation the joy of Jesus in our heart. And when we take the pressure off, I could sit here and talk about all the hell and trauma I've been through and, oh, I'm a victim and, oh, God, I'm not worthy. Whatever. I am fully worthy. 
my confidence is in Christ. And those even that listen maybe need to have their confidence boosted that no weapon formed against them will will prosper, that what they've done, they're not a victim of all of that, of the circumstances. Whether it happened to them or whether they did it. Absolutely. And and it really is about, we were talking about thinking and our thoughts. And, you know, the latest, like, neuroscience, and I tell this to clients, I say, you know, they have measured this. One negative word in your brain, within less than a tenth of a second, stress hormones are released to your entire brain. It's Mm -hmm. that powerful. And when you turn it upside down, one positive word, the thalamus, that's the walnut part of your brain, disseminates it to every every region of your brain. So it doesn't mean that we are telling ourselves things that are not true. Absolutely. It means that we're saying, what am I going to focus on? I'm not... It doesn't mean that I do the either or. I still have to handle what's happening. Absolutely. And I need to handle what's happening. But I can also support what's happening with the things that are working. I agree 100%. And I, I... You probably would tell me if this is true. I have heard it said that for every negative, there must be three positives to almost negate. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's fascinating how the power of uh, you know when we talk about horses, right? What they are so sensitive. Those creatures, they have one bad experience getting into a trailer. Sure, they have to have nineteen corrected. Okay, see, to undo the one. And then our yes. human brain. Why would yes. it be any less? Exactly. So that's why I believe the word of God, daily affirmations. I don't have time. I don't have time. There is plenty enough time. And there's little apps. I have apps on my uh, phone. I can true. read one little devotional. It's repri- I agree. And it's an obedience issue because I would rather do whatever yeah. it is on my phone than like open that app and feel right. that feeling that the word of God is going to evoke in me. It's very true. And practical things. You know, instead of music all the time, which I love, to put a teaching tape on, put the Bible on CD. There, there are ways, if we're really honest with ourselves, that we can write down. I love writing because you, visually you can see it. And I like the apps too, and I like the digital, but there's something about your penmanship, I find. Oh, because it's different regions of your brain. Absolutely. And when I write down, okay, today I choose to be happy. Today I will smile five times. Today I will. And in being intentional. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And being intentional. Well, and you know, it. even silence. Because sometimes yes. silence, I say to clients, I want you to practice some silence because I really need you to hear your brain. Yeah, that's so great. What is really that's going true. on in your mind? Right. What are you thinking and what are you chronically thinking about? Yes. Because we have those one, those go-to areas that oh, I keep yeah. revisiting, you know. <laughs> you don't want to like, cut the top of mine off. You're like, oh my <laughs> God, there's so many crumbs in there. <laughs> trying to crawl out. You know, because our brains are hardwired to protect True. us from pain. So they're always yes. going to the most painful thing. Yeah, that It just was naturally me. does that. I was flight or flight girl yes, all the time. Yes. So yes. we have to be really careful about where is my brain leading me and is that helpful? Yes, I agree. Retraining your brain. Yes. And again, the word, the word, the word. It is. It There's is. so many great teachings out there. There's life in the word. There is life in it. And we forget that those words mean something, do something. Yes. Even if I don't feel it immediately, it changes me. It does change you. I agree. Dr. Don Colbert really helped me a lot back in the day when I was going through a lot of toxic emotion and how to get joy back. And he would have me repeat my affirmations numerous times a day about seven times a day like you would take a medicine or an advil and i know i just gave him kudos but i normally don't always do that but because i'm i'm grateful for people that can see you where you are see where your future is and then give you the gap fill in the gap and to fill in my gap is i needed to retrain my brain to think positive well i think that's really powerful because you made the analogy of the advil you know and I say to people, thoughts, those are like mini Advil. Wow, it's great. That, that pain reliever, when yes. I think of positive thought, that is like a pain reliever. Now, if it's true, 
Right. Can't can't just be like, I'm going to be like a movie star. Right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're funny. I love it. <laughs> so it's really living in truth and saying, you know, right. I can. And it, it's an act of obedience because once we it feel pain, obedience. once we go down that 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 trail, right. once we once pain and or offense or hurt or fear yes. grabs hold of us. It is obedience to to relax it. Yes. Relax our bodies and say, I'm going to choose to think one positive thing. It is so true. And I don't know if this helps anybody, but I am big on environment. And once I started Absolutely. extracting all that, I realized, okay, how do I get myself postured for obedience, postured for peace, postured for... And I would put so much pressure on myself. I would light a candle, put on some calming music. And I, I know that there's so many different variables of why people make excuses to not find margin in their life mm-hmm. but there is margin well, we need to do a show on that one yeah that would be great that's a big one but environment was big for me <laughs> and margin we could keep talking well, it's but. true because you know we we have to remind ourselves why you know and you're an environmental person as well but even being so disconnected from the planet yes from the time the way the world works the 12 hours in a day twilight yes. all these but so true we're like at the end of our show i can't believe it's it. been amazing so what would you like to leave us some parting words and again tell us how to get a hold of you just encouragement check me out at christinemartin.org www.christinemartin.org org they can check me out there just to let people know they're loved, they're valuable, they're significant, they're important, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, your best days are ahead. Today, God's favor is for you, and there's nobody else like you. You're fabulous, and you got this, because we believe in you. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that that sums up the entire show, and it really sums up a lot of your ministry. Thank you. And it sums up what God has done in your God's life. God's great. He's yes. faithful, and I'm yes. grateful. Thanks so much for oh, having me. Oh, I really me. appreciate your it's heart. Been awesome. Yeah, and I'm glad that you came because I me and too. listeners, I really want you to take advantage of all the work that she has done because it is not just head knowledge. Right. It's life experience, and it's truly what God has done through her and the things that God has showed her that are very possible and showed her ways to heal, showed her ways to live differently. Right, exactly. Could you just pray for us for like 30 seconds? I would love it. In Jesus' name, I speak peace over every individual that's listening, and I thank you, God, that you will give them empowerment, that you will give them strength, supernatural insight. We activate their spiritual intelligence today and say that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Absolutely. In Jesus' name, they are the head and not the tail. Amen. Thank Amen. you God for is that. Faithful. He is. I think that's great. So make sure, listeners, if you are not able to listen to this show in its entirety, you can uh, visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Also at the website 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk will lead you to that show. Visit this uh, Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. Have a blessed week. And Jeremy, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, You can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.